Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I am your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. That uh, new tagline, thanks to Omni, a.k.a. Zach, in the Discord, in the Fun Squad Discord. <laughs> today we're going to talk about Inscription and the Halo Infinite multiplayer beta, but before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. Uh, dot com slash links, not dot coms. Uh, these are not our coms. <laughs> the Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. The side quests this week, we will be discussing in depth some spoiler territory regarding the game. Uh, what is it called? The Dark Pictures, the Dark Pictures Anthology's House of Ashes. Yes. Yeah, that game. The one that we all finally finished. Mm-hmm. All six hours of it. <clears throat> it was uh it wasn't a slog. It was enjoyable. I had a good time. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Too. You can get our yeah. final thoughts if you pay attention to the Patreon or just in our normal feed on the off weeks, you get those side quests in there. Uh, as always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, do you have any bumpers for the network? I do. Um, so, the folks over at Multimedium released an episode shortly after our previous episode on the book and movie versions of Battle Royale. So, if you've gotten in hmm. Squid Game recently, or you uh, really love... Uh, say the hunger games or something like that maybe check out multimedium and their episode on battle royale i have not listened to it yet because i've never actually seen battle royale because i don't watch movies despite having hosted a film podcast um so yes check that out and then they also posted some new horror movie or book episodes they talked about deep star six on last week's episode that is a movie from the director of the original uh, Friday the 13th film, another one of his horror movies. And then they have a tiny terror out about the 2022 horror hype meter. Um, so please look forward to those. I believe their next episode will be on uh, the new Resident Evil movie that came out last week to no real fanfare. So It's uh, um, Resident Evils. <laughs> I believe it's called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And really the only thing that I've seen about it other than Willie's comments in our Discord is uh, they made Leon stupid. But, I mean, he wasn't really that smart in the first place. I don't know what people are remembering. Anyway. But we're supposed um, to, like, disassociate from the video games, right? Despite similar characters and everything? I mean, I think this one was meant to be... Because um, Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil that came out a long time ago, 20 years ago, whenever that was, with God. Mia Jovovich. That's crazy. Uh, that, that film very much is not concerned about being an adaptation of the video game and therefore doesn't have as many characters. And then as the series went on, they pulled more of them in and the movies also got much, much, much worse. Um, I think this one's meant to be a little bit of a soft reboot to kind of be like, Hey, we care about the character. We care about this a little bit more, but from what Willie said, I think, uh, I think if you, if you can maybe, disabuse yourself of any notions that it's going to be a straight adaptation of the video game then you'll probably still have fun with it so i'm excited to check it out at some point i'm not rushing out to the theaters to go see it um 
but I I definitely will check it out. So sweet. On I, I, on the video game film kick, I did watch Free Guy this week, which is the Ryan Reynolds is an NPC in a Grand Theft Auto game uh, movie, and <clears throat> um, it was very enjoyable. And I I think like that's uh, the actual premise of the movie. It, yeah. Yeah, the trailers didn't really show you too much about the actual story. I'll give a little bit more away. He's an NPC who starts to gain sentience. Okay. Hmm. So, like, <laughs> the users in the game all have sunglasses on, and um, and the, the NPCs don't, and so that's how you tell them apart, and eventually he gets his hand on a pair of sunglasses, and he puts them on, and he's like, I'm in a fucking video game. Um well, that so sounds familiar. It, it was a lot of fun. It was it was nice. Uh, Jeff Kanata on the film cast described it as uh, Tron meets a rom com, and it kind of really it it fits that, and that would be right up my alley. I don't think it really delivers on the promises of Tron, but what does? Um, but no, it's it was it was a fun time, and uh, I found it very enjoyable. So sweet, yeah. Um, I have been playing. Death Stranding again. Uh, and did, did you get the PS5 upgrade? I did. It was only ten bucks. Oh. I figured, why the hell not? You know, is it worth it? Absolutely. It's it's. I mean, I, it looked great to begin with, but now it looks great and it loads like a million times faster. <laughs> and um, you get like this really sweet art book to look at, and like all this other like stuff. And they took out all of the bullshit like sponsorship nonsense there's no more monster energy drink it's just bridges. it's bridges energy drink like okay i'm okay with that there's it I still mean, has it still has like the the walking daryl like advertisements on the toilet and stuff when you're taking his a shit. uh his motorcycle show on yeah because like what better way to hide the fact that you're ripping ass on a toilet than to have a motorcycle rev up you know like um so i haven't really I can't say I've noticed other things necessarily. I did uh, I did submit a companion cube delivery to someone, and they gave me Gordon Freeman's sunglasses or, or his regular glasses, awesome. which I don't recall happening in the first game. Yeah, I can't um, either. I've been paying... like it's It was a random lost package like in the wild that I came uh, across that it said companion cube, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, huh? And just <laughs> grabbed it and was like, I'm going that way anyways. I might as well drop it off. And then the guy was like, hey, man, thanks for dropping that off. Here's this thing for you, and like gives me Gordon <laughs> Freeman's classes. It wasn't Gabe Newell, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was the guy that looks like, um, like James Woods, if you remember the characters. He a was in the, he, he's in the West, uh, the distribution center West of Port Not City, or is it Port? No, it's uh, Capital Not City. Okay. Um, yeah, that guy. It's and then yeah, I, like I I couldn't I totally forgot about the Dorito Pope being like one of the main like people in oh, the yeah. first area. He's he's the Ludens fan who's collecting all mm-hmm. the figurines and stuff. And every time you're driving around doing stuff, like you see another thing that's like a lost package to the Ludens fan. And so you like grab his stuff and take it to him. He's actually the first person I five starred. So I have five stars with him, uh, which means I get a star under my bridges logo on my uniform. uh, And it means I have like the maximum amount of bandwidth in his area. So I get like, I get the most uh, resources from him right now. Um, This game is just so, (laughs) The it's more, so, 
It sounds ridiculous. Everything yeah. you say about it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, the more people describe this game, the more confused I am and the less I understand what the fuck it is. Well, like, no joke, dude. Like, you just, you have to play it. Like, you need to play this game. Whether I, I you buy really... it on PC or you buy it on PS5, I don't care. Like, everyone needs to play this game. I still feel that way. And it just does something to you. Like, when you, I don't, I don't get it. It's so fucking on the nose right now, mm-hmm. too, with the pandemic <laughs> and, like, people being in quarantine and hiding. And, like, mm. there's when you're dropping stuff off to the Ludens guy or maybe it was, like, some other dude, like, they're just, they're like, man, we would be so lost without you right now delivering stuff to our doorstep. <laughs> like, all this. Sh- and it's like, man, yeah, those, those, uh, <laughs> those workers out there delivering stuff, those essential workers, like, really hustling for us out there. Meanwhile, everyone's quitting everywhere, like everything. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's terrible to be one of those Because it's workers. terrible. And like this game is just so poignant in what it's presenting right now in the time that we are currently living. And I'm sitting here like playing it and, and all these like one-liners come through from these people that are, and it's just, it's like, man, like the whole like make America whole again thing. <laughs> like, you know, when you're talking to, you're talking to Guillermo del Toro or whatever, and, and he's like... He's like, we have to make America whole. And you're like, yeah, again, <laughs> we do. We really do. Like, it just, it hits, it hits so hard now. And now, it, now more than ever, we need, everyone needs to play this game. <laughs> like, Did Death Stranding actually predict this pandemic? I think Th- so, man. Or cause it? There's been some, <laughs> some, uh, some discourse about that. And I, I think, I don't think Kojima has like come out to be like, see, I told you, but like clearly whatever was in his brain was very prescient and, uh, you know. It's yeah. I I finished it before. I think it was that that winter of 2019, like December, very late in the year. I finished it, and I so I haven't revisited it in the pandemic at all. But I I feel like it'll just make you cry. Oh, I mean, I, I'm sure it did. It, it in the just it just but. like I mean, it's just it feels so different now. Mm-hmm. But it still feels good. Like it's still a great game. It's still enjoyable to play. Um, I'm still. I'm in the the subreddit for Death Stranding on Reddit, and like someone posted something about the sticky gun today, which I didn't know was a thing that existed. But it shows him like trying to cross a really deep river, and he like loses all of his packages. So he like waves himself over to the shore, yeah. climbs up on a rock, pulls out the sticky gun, and like it's basically those little sticky hands that you get from vending machines when you were four <laughs> years old. And he shoots the gun at his packages floating down the river and whips them back to him and catches them midair and puts them on his back and then does it again for like six different packages and i'm like i didn't even know this existed like this is incredible i I think that might have been a new addition for or it was a very late game thing but i think that might be a new addition for the director's cut is i think i think i remember them there's there's just like i mean i mean like even even still like there i'm sure there are plenty of things that i missed like i didn't get very far originally um i think i got to I got to Portnot City across the the chasm or whatever, and then I kind of fell off of it for. I think I built my PC shortly thereafter, because mm. that was my last hurrah before the baby. So, um, but yeah, it's just this game is something else, man. It just does how, things to you and makes you the, feel certain how's, ways. How's the dual sense with it? Is it notable? Did they do any of that stuff, or have they, did they not bother? 
No, they did. Uh, it's it when you when you are when you have an encumbrance of packages and you're feeling it shift, like you can feel it kind of shift in the controller, <laughs> and the triggers have resistance to them, and the resistance creates fatigue in your hands. So like you <laughs> actually start feeling it in the game. Like it's it's so like. I haven't done anything where I'm like, I haven't, you know, there's no gunplay necessarily in this game yet. Like at the point that I'm at, like, I know you mm-hmm. get guns later, but the resistance when you're carrying packages is very cool and like very interesting so, and like, can, just like feeling it push back at you. And it doesn't, it's not like heavily pushing back on you, but it's like, it's there more so than it ever was. So like you feel your hands getting kind of like tight and tense and like you're and you're squeezing it harder because you know you're losing your grip like it Can makes you the file game for uh workman's comp through the start menu yeah through bridges yeah, yeah. i'm gonna i'll hit up uh kojima productions for my workman's comp <laughs> i injured myself Del- delivering, delivering packages. packages for bridges <laughs> i started following hmm. kojima on uh on instagram too and he was he's like he posts a lot of books and stuff he's always like showing off the stuff that he reads and things that he watches and he's very supportive of uh of the of the creative arts but yeah yeah, this this game is something else man it just like i everybody needs to play it i still feel that way i will always feel that way it's not for everyone but again with the yawning every time it's just uh yeah it's it's such a it's such a cool game and it's so weird and i i mentioned in in our gamer chat uh, that when when walking Daryl breaks the fourth wall, it just like it's creepy as fuck every mm-hmm. time. Like anytime he looks at you, and he like because he literally is like looking at you, and then he like winks at you or like something. Like it just <laughs> you're just like, did he just do that? And like it just kind of it's weird, man. And yeah, some of the like the BB nightmares were what got me in the in those like the weird when you go interact with with the baby. He does like weird stuff or like you have weird dreams of him doing stuff. I don't know. It's crazy. It's all weird, man. The whole game yeah. is just weird, but it's so good. And uh, yeah, I just, I, everybody needs to play it. Brian, I'm surprised you haven't played it already. Although like with what time you've only, you're only ever going to play Halo multiplayer from now on. So it's true. I mean, I play other things, but mostly that. Yeah. Shockingly, <laughs> very surprisingly. <laughs> Um, so I could get Death Stranding PS5 edition for like 40 from it's Amazon. It's worth it. Absolutely. Or it. I could get it for PC on Steam for $14 from Green Man Gaming. Mm-hmm. Also, they have Deathloop on sale for 25 for people that haven't played that yet and want to. I mean, I'm sure PC. the director's cut stuff is going to hit at some point next year for the PC. But, oh yeah, it's not part of that. I forgot. Yeah, I don't think they've released that content for it yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It kind of depends. I guess wanna... I could also see if there are dirt cheap copies of the PS4 version, and then do the ten dollar upgrade. Right. Also true. There's probably like yeah. a GameFly sale you can get it. But um, I mean, yeah. the one thing I will say, playing that game on an OLED TV is beautiful. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Like, it would be pretty cool on an ultra-wide, too, I feel. Yeah. Like, on I my monitor. I assume it probably has support for ultra-wide, but I don't know for sure. But, yeah, it would be nice. I mean, it was TV. shot in IMAX, so. 
with Walk and Daryl. Yep. Um, the, I don't think I included the story in the news, but Kojima Project Productions is opening a studio in LA for other creative endeavors. I think TV and movie type stuff. Because Kojima really just wants to be a movie director and not so, video games anymore. So the Walking Daryl actual TV show. Yeah, pro- probably. I bet you they make a Death Stranding show. Ex- executive produced by Kojima and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Because you know it's not like he has thirty billion projects on his list. Starring Walking Daryl. Yeah. And the Dorito Pope will be in it too. Oh yeah, for sure. He was in the. <laughs> I just watched a couple. And weeks Conan ago. O'Brien will be in it too because Conan's yep. in the actual game. So. Yep. Um, I just watched the Muppets uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion that came out for Halloween and fucking Jeff Keighley's in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think he had like a Muppets thing at some point at the Game Awards or in um, he did bring, some of his like, Summer Games Fest or something. He brought Beaker and Bunsen on at one point. Yeah, and so they mu- they just must have a relationship now and he got to be like a, one of the like stone talking stone busts in like the courtyard the of the haunted mansion or something that's it's funny like very weird he didn't just but, dress up as the dorito pope because no, if that were my nickname that's that would be my costume every year he should he should just really lean into that and and be the dorito pope but yep anyway instead of a crucifix it's like a pentagram made out of doritos like on his chest like <laughs> uh so, Brian, you uh, trampled all over that nice Halo Infinite uh, segue that John handed you. That's okay. That's okay. Well, th- I figured before I go down that road, I would like to talk about the other things I played That's very fine. little of. Like, um, the the uh, the game I thought would be in this title that I actually played very little of, Battlefield 2042. Oh. And, and the game I thought everybody was picking up, and apparently I'm like, like the only one that got it. Yeah, you're the only one in the in the world, from what I've heard, because Microsoft dropped Halo and everybody was like, well, I'll just cancel my Battlefield pre-order, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. But anyway. Um, yeah, Battlefield has its problems, for sure. That's what everyone's saying, but I feel like they're relatively easily fixable in the next month or two, like net code issues and stuff. It's kind of ridiculous to me that this is a problem again, because this had happened Every with time. Battlefield 4. I think it happened uh, with Battlefield V and Battlefield 1 in the past several years as well. So I don't know why they can't get it right. I mean, I picked up Battlefield V off of PlayStation Plus probably closer to six months to eight months after it came out. And like the UI still didn't work well. Like I yeah. couldn't, it, like I had to, I booted up the game once and it was like, you can't join anything. And then I had to boot it up again and then I could join stuff, but the menu still wasn't like loading properly. Like, I don't know. So I don't know why dice can't make the same game over and over again, but I also don't bad. understand why it seems like for every graphical improvement they make, they, they screw something else up with the graphics yeah, and it, and it always runs slower. Like Battlefield One was very polished, I thought, mm. and ran great, looked great, still looks great. But then after that, I don't know. Yeah, like Battlefield Five was like kind of a mess, and I never actually bought that one. This one, 
I'll I'll get my money's worth out of it at some point for sure. But um, I'd say so far the best part about it though is playing like Bad Company two maps with those rules and like weapons and stuff, or and Bad Co- or uh, Battlefield three. Um, because those were my favorite ones. And honestly, I could just play those forever if they actually had servers for them still and like a player population. I didn't really need a new battlefield. I like even four, I thought was like a step down from those games. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the portal thing for those that don't know is like, it's, there's three different modes now. There's like, the, I can't remember what they renamed it, but basically there's the main mode that's like Conquest, and then there's Hazard Zone, and then there's Portal. And Portal, you can make your own like custom game modes, basically. And you can mix and match elements to an extent from old Battlefield games. Um, and I assume they're going to like add to that over time, too. There's a server browser, so you can... like you know, host your own thing and then like people can hop on and see what it's all about. And, but then there's like ones that are up all the time that are EA sanctioned that are basically just like play rush on battlefield, bad company two maps for, but there's like two maps, not all of the old maps. Yeah, so right now it's it's got stuff from Battlefield 1942, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and Battlefield 3. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for Battlefield Hardline, you know? <laughs> That's I would I... like them to bring that one mode back where you have to, like, drive around and you can't stop. Like, I can't... I don't remember what it was called. Hotwire, I think? Speed, speed 2 Cruise Control? Um. Yeah. So, that was pretty... <laughs> cool to play around with here and there but honestly i just like i played some more forza horizon as well i'll say before you get to that real quick at some point gojo and nick are gonna buy that game and then i'm going to buy that game and then you'll have a few more people to deal to battlefield yes cool but it, it might not be immediately it might be during a sale or when somebody gets bored yeah but, i probably should have waited I didn't realize I was going to enjoy Halo that much, and I had well, nobody, it. Well, it was Shadow Drop. Nobody knew it was coming, so. Well, even then, like, I think I picked up Battlefield, like, right when Halo came out. Maybe. But, anyways. Anyway, Forza. It's just, um, I don't have much more to say about that game other than it's still fun. I do think... They made it a bit more grindy than the old ones. Hmm. Like, it's a little harder to get what you want. Um, as far as, like, new cars and stuff like that goes. So that's kind of disappointing. And you get wheel spins, like, way less frequently. But that might be a good thing. Because it was kind of constant in the old games. Yeah. I mean, I've played it for, what, like a month or something? And I still have over 100 cars already. So it's not like... <laughs> It doesn't dole out things at a good pace. It's just yeah. less so than the old ones. It still had some network issues and stuff too. Like one day I signed in and none of my progress that I had like achieved the day before on the seasonal like playlist had stuck. It was just gone. So then I quit. <laughs> 
But I, hopefully when I log back in the next time it's there again, or I'm going to be kind of pissed. But other than that, I mean, it, it hasn't been crashing and uh, Jim and I have actually been able to play games together, which we were having trouble with before. Um, yeah, that game's just so much more fun to play with friends. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Halo Infinite. You guys still haven't played it, have you? I played. Uh, I played one bot match yesterday. I haven't cool. played any of it. I don't know if I have any intentions of playing it. Well, the multiplayer beta is out now on Steam, PC, and Xbox. All Xbox consoles, Once I believe. And, up. and uh, I, I've heard it runs like shit on the launch Xbox One. Really? Yeah, I could see that. I uh, I think previously, maybe on this podcast, um, talk shit about how it looks, and I've kind of come around. There were some settings that were on by default, mm. which I also had this problem with Battlefield. There were settings on by default that make it look worse, and then Same you turn those the, off, and the game looks pretty good. Cyberpunk, like the chromatic aberration and stuff yes. made it look weird too, right? Chromatic yeah, so. aberration makes pretty much every game look worse. I don't <laughs> even understand it. And and that's not a realistic lighting feature to no. me. Like, I don't, I don't like wander around and have like this light, like glowing haze from everything in my real life. I don't know. Maybe you guys do. I don't know what kind of... Clearly you don't do enough drugs. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Turning that off like makes everything so much more crisp and nice looking. Battlefield especially p- handles that very poorly. It looked like Battlefield looked. I was like, "What the hell did they do to this game?" It definitely doesn't look like the commercials. And then I turned that shit off and and like motion blur and stuff, and it looks pretty solid. I don't know why, but I still kind of like motion blur. But I don't know. Anyway. I keep it on in Forza, but like down to like 20% or something that makes you feel like you're going faster. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Halo. So it was supposed to be out in December and they like kind of surprise launched it like right around when battlefield came out. Yeah. It was the Xbox 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. uh, where they, they dropped that and a few other things, but. And shockingly, when they said it was playable that day, it really was. Like, I never, I didn't get kicked off of servers. I didn't have problems downloading the game. Um, Steam didn't crash. I didn't download it through Steam. I downloaded it through Game Pass. But uh, it um, is shockingly, like, it's it's definitely a huge throwback to say, probably like Halo Three era multiplayer. Yeah. But also feels just new enough, like it has the quality of life changes that are needed to compete with other modern shooters. Like you can ADS most of the guns, kind of, but it's it's pointless and it doesn't actually help your accuracy. It's just to help you see better. Um, and then uh, it has like a battle pass thing, which is a huge source of contention on Reddit, apparently. Yeah, I hear a lot of people saying that progress is too slow in it. But it is, but it's also a free game. Free to play. Yeah. Yeah. 
So like the the campaign won't be free unless you have Game Pass. But this yeah, multiplayer beta as they call it right now is free. Like straight up free. And there's no pay to win. It's a pure skill-based shooter. And that feels so good right now. I'm so sick of like <clears throat> playing shooters like even I mean I love Apex Legends but I'm sick of playing games where I feel like I picked the wrong like character to match up with the other players characters you know like their abilities are not balanced properly to yeah like you don't have to like synergize with the rest of your team like it's all you just play as good as you play yeah, the the synergizing is the act, like, you have to play as a team. Right. Well, but you can also just play really good and kind of make up for somebody not playing so good. And, I mean, that doesn't really work in the those, like, class-based or, like, hero-based uh, shooters, I feel. <laughs> and there's, st- like, even when you're not doing good in Halo... There's still fun to be had because of the ridiculous physics, like doing dumb shit with the warthog and just there's a lot of random kind of, uh, I guess, emergent like moments or whatever you'd call them that just stick in your mind. And uh, it is a hell of a lot of fun to play with friends. That's for sure. The, um, uh, we the, we the actually... Big- Sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say the big the big addition in that realm might be the grappling hook, right? That's uh, never yeah, been in Halo that's, previously. That's like the only thing that's different, really, than like older Halo games. I would say gameplay wise is, um, they added like pickups that give you an ability. So there's like a grappling hook, or there's like the overshield. I think the overshield's kind of old though. That that's been around. Um, and then, uh, active camo, some other things. The grappling hook is brand new though. And that's like pretty fun and it can be a game changer. It's, it's one of those things you can ignore and Mm -hmm. still play the game well and have fun. But the people that do master that and like seek it out, do some crazy shit. Like, cause you can grapple to other people You can grapple, I think onto vehicles and like all kinds of stuff. People making gifts of taking down, um, like some aerial vehicle that you can pull someone out of if you grapple onto it. Does it have in. like a, a limited number of uses, or is it like unlimited? yeah? I think five. Okay. Yeah, I think um, it's. I think it's also going to be in the campaign, and I don't know if it's limited there. But the yeah, in the in the multiplayer, it's like a five use item. Yeah, um, it definitely could use more maps. That's like, I think there's maybe three maps for like the 4v4 modes and, and three for the 12v12. And like maybe like time of day changes, like variations of those maps. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but I think that's by design. Like they want to add them slowly mm-hmm. because they want this game to have a longer longevity. Like, yeah, they're, they're doing, they're rolling things out by season and they'll like, probably have new modes and stuff too like there's already an event going right now which i actually don't enjoy but uh it's nice that they're trying but man like getting 
Go ahead. Like playing with a, a full team is is an utter joy, especially a full team of 12 we had one day, which is the max you can have for big team battle, which is the the large scale game with all the vehicles and fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I hope to do that a lot more in the near future. Well, let me know so I can join you because I feel like like in my bot match, I just wanted to get a feel for the game because honestly, I haven't played a competitive shooter that isn't Rainbow Six in a very long time. I don't remember the last time I played something competitively that wasn't Rainbow Six. And so... Um, I mean, I tried it, Apex, like, but I hated it. <laughs> yeah, like I think I tried a little bit of Apex and I was like, this is terrible and not for me. And, you know, I probably played a little bit of Fortnite. And I was like, why would anybody play this? Well, and stuff like that. But like Halo to me, it felt good and I think it looks very nice. I didn't have any issues with the chromatic aberration like you were saying. It looked good to me, but um, I... Well, you were on the right amount of drugs. Apparently, yes. It looked. It may exactly have not like been that setting life. for that game too. There was okay. something I changed that definitely helped make it look nice and sharp, and the textures popped okay. when they looked kind of drab. The only before. thing I touched was the frame cap, and I just put it up to one forty four or whatever. But I don't even know how many I was getting. But it looked nice anyway. The time to kill felt kind of slow because I'm used to Tom Clancy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that's that's really the only like weirdness that I felt with it. Um, but once again, like I'm coming at this, I've played maybe like the first two missions of Halo five and I've played like the first two missions of Halo one and that's all the Halo that I've ever played. So I don't really have any context to bring to it. I will say people's positive reception of the first few campaign missions that they've been able to talk about, um, has kind of made me be like, well, maybe I should sit down and just play Halo on the PC and get through some of those games just to have some context for this new one. But, um, you know, the multiplayer being something you can just kind of hop into and play with some friends. Like, I think I'd probably still have some fun with it with, with a good group of people. Um, so hopefully we can do some of that. I did hear that they're not planning to release any new maps with the campaign when it comes out on the 8th of December, I believe. Mm. Um, so you know, might be a little while for some new maps, but like Brian said, they want to make it last, so that makes sense. Sweet. Any right. uh, anything else you want to add, Brian, or no? Um, not really. I mean, yeah, I'm. I they did a really solid job on the feel of it. Like it just feels really good. Um, but they did a lot of tests and. That was the way to go, and this is still technically kind of a test. Right. This is beta. Well, and they delayed the game by a year, you know? That was the right so. move, too, because I think it it's more appreciated right now in the time that it came out, too, when every other game feels kind of stale. Yeah. Broken. Yeah. Like, even the weapons, they all feel pretty good and balanced, other than maybe there's, like, two that are kind of duds. I feel, but the rest are great. There's there's a whole strategy They're to that, They're just going to become the meme weapons that everybody uses just to piss you off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good like, point. Like, you call them duds now, but they're going to be, like, they will be, like, the 
the meta gaming of the game. Like they're gonna like they're everyone's gonna be like, yeah, use that one dud. It's gonna it seriously like we all whole team's got it. All twelve of us are gonna use it. <laughs> and then they're just gonna fucking wreck you with that dud, and you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> I every mean, that's time. me all the time. Ask anybody. It's <laughs> very true. Where where I feel that, that that's irritating and it irritates me how much I get mad and, and start swearing about things. But I've come to realize that I think everybody else just thinks it's funny. <laughs> yeah, everybody's we've all told you, you just need to stream like you could be a streamer. You could probably make a career as a streamer, I think. With as angry as you get when you play. Absolutely. hundred percent. I just People don't would, want to, I don't want to do the legwork and have to like build a following and stuff. It's, you just, that's too all you got to do is every time you sit down to play games is stream it. <laughs> Plus and I'd have to talk to people. You don't have to. It, it gets you more followers and it makes people want to engage more like when you do respond, but <laughs> it's See, not necessary. A, the thing that I think I've realized and that I like about some of the people that I watch is that there needs to be, I think I would enjoy streaming more if we did it in a way where it was like one of us is playing a game and then like somebody's there just to hang out and talk and keep the conversation going. There we go. That's kind of how, like, I think a little bit how Corey well, does it, but everybody plays fucking Destiny with him anyway. But don't they like, have a version of like? Isn't there a way to Twitch stream where it's you can have the like, like how we have moderator. our Twitch right now, hmm. like where you see all three of us? Yeah, I think so. If we there's were all a way, three there's a, a way game. for the, all of us to be playing the same game, and it shows all of our cameras at the bottom as like one entity. Yeah, and that's I think what. That- that's how we need to stream, I think, when we play games, is to do it that way. I think that would be fun, but I think there's also room for, like, like uh, I, I've wanted to go back to my Resident Evil 7 VR run, which I put down a long time ago, but I think it would be better if, even if you can't talk to me because I'm playing off of the PlayStation VR and I have those headphones in because I want to hear the game, it would be good to have somebody there to have conversations with the chat as I'm right. playing. Yeah. To give it a little bit more livelihood, right? So, you know, these are all things we can consider and, and think about. But, yeah, I think I think there's some room for that. Like, it'll just bring back me watching you guys play video games when I was younger. Like, I can watch you guys play a game and talk about it and talk with people in the chat, that kind of thing. I can right. Do that. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Anyway. um, All I've played, other than the Dark Pictures House of Ashes... Ash? Ashes. House uh, of Asses. House of Asses. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my new franchise I'm starting up. Um, <laughs> there's a game called Inscription that is taking a lot of the podcasts that I listen to by storm. Although, I guess it took them by storm like several months ago when the game came out and not uh, not more recently. But I finally broke down. I was like, I guess I'll try this shit out. But it is a roguelike deck builder. So it's a card game, and you try to defeat uh, uh, enemies by playing cards against them. And uh, if you die, you start over. You got to continue building your deck. You start with like the same couple of cards and add on to it as you journey along this kind of game board that has different stops on it that do different things. Like you can infuse one monster into another to give it different properties or. Um, you can pick up these wood carvings that basically like there's different categories of monsters. And if you put that head onto a body with a certain type of symbol, then every single card of that type will receive the symbol that you get. 
Um, the the card game itself is very Magic the Gathering in terms of like every monster's got health and um, attack, and you are looking to do damage to your enemy player. Um, the monsters tend to absorb those attacks, but some monsters have flying, so they'll attack the player directly, that type of thing. Um, and so it's cool because it has like a catalog of all the symbols that you can look at and refer to whenever you're playing the game. And, um, you can learn what they all do and try to synergize things together in a way that makes sense. But also the matches that you're playing, the damage that you have to do is on a balance, so you basically have to outdo your your opponent's damage to you by five in order to win the round. So you can do five damage if they've done no damage to you. Um, if they've done like three damage to you, then you have to make it up and do eight damage total in order to defeat them, that kind of thing. So the game can kind of stretch on a little bit. Uh, you have to make sacrifices and things to bring out uh, certain monsters. When certain monsters die, you get bones and you can put out monsters that require bones for you to put them out, that kind of thing. Um, but on top of all that, it's also like an escape room, um, cause you can back away from the game table and like do things in the environment that your game is taking place in to better your deck or get different newer items for you to use and things like that. And, uh, it's cool and super weird. And, um, the game has three acts to it and everything that I described is just act one and Act 2 and Act 3 are similar and also very different. But is it as weird as, like, filling a grenade with your own urine to throw at the main monster type? Um, not exactly. <laughs> what, it's a different kind you of do weird that? than that. That's Death called Stranding. Death Stranding. Please check it out now. <laughs> in Death Stranding, when you pee in the toilet, one of the scientists takes your pee and he makes little grenades out of it and you use it to throw them at the enemies. Yeah. You also feet. get a you get a different kind of grenade if you poop. Yeah, you get a poop grenade, a pee well, grenade. Obviously. You get a sh- you get a dirty shower water grenade. There's a blood and grenade. You get you get blood grenades, Ew. blood bullets. Yeah. Yep. Because because Walking Daryl, his all of his bodily fluids because he has the dooms, uh, makes it so he can kill the BTS. All of this sounds fucking insane. The more <laughs> the more you talk about it, it all just sounds so fucking absurd. It's nuts. It's, it's very good. It's it's such a fucking great game. I'm anyway. surprised Kojima didn't get locked up in the loony bin when There's he was trying time. to describe this game to somebody. When the TV show well, this, comes that's out, that's the thing. Is like he couldn't get he couldn't get anyone to let him make the game, so he had to quit one of the biggest game production companies of all time <laughs> to start his own studio. And then he was like, "Sony, trust me." And they were like, "Okay, here's a giant suitcase of money." And then he was like, cool, I'm going to hire all of my friends to come play in this game with me, and I get to see Walking Daryl's penis. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, it, the every everything about it is absurd, but he got it to happen, and it's great. Anyways, yeah. this game sounds crazy as fuck, though, but not as crazy as peeing on monsters. No, it's not crazy in that way. It's certainly a smaller scope. It's only $20. It's currently on sale on Steam. It's only out on PC right now. It's on sale until December 1st for fifteen ninety nine. And if you like deck-building games, I think you'd really enjoy this. And the narrative that is woven through the game seems sufficiently strange to pique my interest into finishing it. I'm in the third act. Um, I haven't beaten it yet. 
It's ten percent um, off on Humble. Okay, that's cool. But seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, I I think, like I don't know. I think you both would like it very much, and I think the narrative hooks that are kind of strange are also pretty fun. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes with that. And I've heard that there are some people that think it should be game of the year. Um, so it's uh, it's uh, published by Devolver Digital, uh, one of our faves. Um, so I don't know if they're technically an indie publisher anymore, if they're trading publicly on the on the UK stock exchange, but that's beside the point. So Inscription out now on Steam and PC. Check it out. Uh, like I said, fifteen ninety nine until December first in the Steam Thanksgiving sale. So I almost bought it for you guys to try and guilt you into playing it, but I was like, eh, whatever. If you guys want to play it? You can check it out. Does it have a multiplayer aspect? No, it doesn't. Oh, that'd be cool if it did. I might check it's, it out. It's single player. I honestly, it, like that. At some point, if it, it like it could hit Game Pass, I don't know, maybe. But it's an indie game. It's worth. It's worth um, worth twenty bucks. It's worth throwing them twenty bucks so that you can see more weird shit like this in the future. And I think it's done so well that the developer is maybe making something new to add into it as well. So that's cool. Cool. But uh, yeah, I think it's news time. Um, I had a bunch of stories here prepared, but then there were several stories that I decided to pull up alongside that. Uh, first of which, uh, in the Xbox 20th anniversary stream, they shared that they are adding 70 original Xbox and 360 classics to backwards compatibility uh, that were not previously there. These are all games that will get auto HDR on Xbox Series S and X. Um, and you, uh, can use quick resume with them. And some of them are even getting the FPS group, uh, boost that'll boost the game's frame rate. Uh, you can take a look at a full list. There's some good things on here, like the Max Payne games, the fear games that are alive. Uh, the first near game that came out in the U S is on there. Skate two was one that people were happy about. Uh, the Otogi games, which are from, from software video games are now added to Xbox backwards compatibility. Mm. Um, so lots of cool, weird stuff for people to check out there. But they also noted that this is the last drop of backwards compatibility games that are going to be coming out. Um, Ever? They said maybe never say never, but they feel like they have exhausted what they could do from a technical and legal perspective. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of these games, they needed to renegotiate contracts with license holders. Mm. Um, to get them on there, and there are a lot of them. They, I think I heard there was a great interview on the Next Lander podcast with one of the people that's responsible for this type of stuff at Xbox, and he said that there are some games in this list of 70 that have been on their list from the beginning of starting backwards compatibility with the Xbox. So um, it's it's taken a lot of time for some of these, and it sounds like they've Made all the connections that they possibly yeah, could. I mean, everybody wants a piece of the pie, right? You know, and like if you're using other people's shit, like the last, you know, they they kind of have to go to the the developers and be like, hey, like we want to offer your stuff on our platform. Like, let's work let's work this out. You know, um, I don't know any of the technicalities of like in the in the legality of like doing this sort of thing. I can only imagine it, it's it's got to be different being. A uh, a streaming service like an ongoing 
sort of relationship as opposed to like just paying someone a flat rate outright you know what i mean like that idea of like just buying something outright now unless you're microsoft and you just go and fucking buy bethesda Mm -hmm. and you're like ah it's mine now um when when you're not doing that for a bunch of smaller games uh there's probably more of a technical uh legal uh operation that needs to go on in order to make that happen Well, and I think there's a lot of stuff in the sense of, like, I think this is a different story than if they were like, oh, you know, you can play PlayStation 4 games on PS5 now. I think the difference in the story here is that for Xbox to take the time to implement things like auto HDR and uh, FPS boost and stuff like that where they can, it's... um, Why would they invest the money in that if they couldn't also continue to sell the game and make money off of it, right? So I think for all of these games, you can still go and purchase them on the Xbox Live store and play them that way. Or if you have your original disc, you can put them into the drive and play them. But they wouldn't spend the time to, uh, not only that, but they also QA test these games completely to make sure that the emulation that they're doing is actually accurate. And so, um, you know, why spend the money and the resources doing that if you can't continue to make money off of it? But then there's right. also things on here, like this list that of 70 has four different Star Wars games on it. Not only are you contracting with the developer of the game, if it's not Lucas Games or whatever it would have been at that point in time, but you're also licensing from Lucasfilm to get those Star Wars licenses as well. So there's like several layers deep of like source music that's been used or like anything like that or things that they need to take into account when they do this type of stuff. So, right. Uh, cool that they did it and awesome that they continue to expand that stuff and sad that it might be the end, but we'll see if that remains to be true. Maybe some other stuff will open up as well. Since we're talking about Xbox, I just wanted to mention that you can actually buy a series S right now. Like, you can add have, one to cart. Yeah, I have Best seen Buy. it in store at several places. Wow. So the Series S is, is available and on shelves. Unfortunately, uh, no Series X X's, X's though. Yeah. <laughs> I did also see from somebody this weekend on Reddit, they posted six of the Xbox Series X fridges that were just oh. sitting out on the floor at, like, a Target or something. Nice. Um, Son so of a bitch. If you really wanted one, that. you could maybe go and get one. But uh, I don't know if that's still true or not. So... Uh, Game Awards nominees were, were posted. I'm not necessarily going to go through absolutely everything, but, um, there's, uh, we can at least look at Game of the Year. Game of the Year nominees include Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Uh, it's a weird mix of games there, but, uh, some of my favorites are definitely there. Um... And then let's take a look at, I think there's best indie game here somewhere, if I can find it. Don't care about content creator of the year, that's for sure. Best indie. You've got games like 12 Minutes, Death's Door, which is another Devolver digital game that just came out on Switch and PlayStation. Uh, Inscription, which I just talked about. Uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits. And Loop Hero, which we talked about previously as well. Um, so those are some of the big ones to check out, but the full list of nominees is available at thegameawards.com. You can also still vote ahead of the show. Uh, December 9th is, is the show. Um, so plenty of time to get your voice heard in the game awards. Uh, vote for your favorite content creator of the year. We're not on there, unfortunately, 
Uh, it's people like, uh, I have not heard of any of these people. Dream, Fusely, Gulls, Grefg, and Ebai. Sure. Nice. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, the Game Awards, I'm sure we'll talk about it more when the actual awards are announced next month. Um, so I wanted to visit this again, polygon.com, uh, article here. Rockstar apologizes for GTA definitive edition issues. We'll bring back classic PC versions. Uh, they're obviously working on an update for the disappointing definitive editions of the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, as we talked about last time. Um, and they, uh, put out this mea culpa a few days after our last episode, And then they said that they're going to be giving anybody who bought the game on PC free versions of the original copies of Vice City, San Andreas, and Grand Theft Auto 3 that they took down before this game released. Uh, They also took it down from Steam and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, um, but they have not said any plans to put that out over there. So if you want to play the original versions and you don't already own them on those platforms, the only way you can do it now is through the Rockstar Launcher on your PC. Um, but yeah, uh, good, good to see that there's, I think they've already made some updates. That rain issue that we shared last time was apparently patched out cause somebody <laughs> made a mod to get rid of it really easily. And then I guess rockstar was like, yeah, we can fix that one. Um, rockstar was like, you're hired, but we're not going to pay you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we're going to sexually harass you. <laughs> oh, yikes. Speaking of Activision blizzard. Lots of new information coming to light here. Uh, Star of Moneyball, Bobby Kotick, and CEO of Activision Blizzard, knew of rape (laughs) allegations, kept them quiet. Moneyball. According to a new report on the Wall Street Journal. Um, Yeah, so there's uh, a lot of new information has come out um, that basically Bobby Kotick knew about some of the sexual harassment going on, not only at Treyarch, the Call of Duty uh, Black Ops studio, or is that not Black? That's Sledgehammer. I don't know. Who cares? No, Treyarch is Black Ops. Dan Bunting is the employee that was accused. He has since left, according to another uh, report here from Michael McWhorter on Polygon, uh, because of this uh, report of accusations. But Bobby Kotick was fully aware of many instances here, And there are many internal memos that have been leaked showing that is the case and that he was more focused on damage control rather than the supposed uh, rehabilitation of the company that he's committed to. Um, After the release of this Wall Street Journal report, folks at Nintendo, including Doug Bowser and Phil, uh, Phil Spencer from Xbox and Jim Ryan from PlayStation have all made very, uh, I mean, internal statements about uh, about their not only reconsidering some of their business with Activision Blizzard, but also hoping that they're going to do something more to get rid of these issues at the company. Um, and, you know, these were internal statements that ended up getting leaked, of course. And, uh, you know, this is something that I've heard many people in the industry say, hey, I didn't think anything was going to happen to Bobby Kotick until... Phil Spencer literally came out and was like, we are reevaluating our relationship with Activision Blizzard based off of the news uh, that Bobby Kotick was fully aware of these things and did nothing to actually fix the issues in the company. So, um, yeah, Bobby Kotick is a shithead and uh, he should probably leave. There were walkouts at Activision Blizzard. 
Uh, there's a Twitter account called the Better ABK, which is Activision Blizzard and King, um, and they're kind of championing a lot of the issues that are going on here. Um, but Activision Blizzard came out even after this Wall Street Journal report. They released a statement here that's in this uh, in this Polygon article. It says the Activision Blizzard board remains committed to the goal of making Activision Blizzard the most welcoming and inclusive company in the industry. Under Bobby Kotick's leadership, the company is already implementing industry-leading changes, including a zero-tolerance harassment policy, a dedication to achieving significant increases to the percentages of women and non-binary people in our workforce, and significant internal and external investments to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. I don't understand what that has anything to do with, like all this other frat boy nonsense that they're talking about. Like uh, the board remains confident that Bobby Kotick appropriately addressed workplace issues brought to his attention. The goals we have set for ourselves are both critical and ambitious. The board remains confident in Bobby Kotick's leadership commitment and ability to achieve these goals. Um, Hey, look, we're inclusive. Forget about all the other stuff. Pr- hmm. pr- pr- pretty much. But this uh, statement here reminded me of two other things, of course. Um, Zero tolerance harassment policy is something that apparently does not apply to Bobby Kotick, a person who publicly faced accusations of threatening his personal assistant over a voicemail um, and had to settle a court case pertaining to that. But yet he's still allowed to work at Activision Blizzard despite their zero tolerance harassment policy. So that's fun. It's one thing to be still allowed to work there. It's another thing to still be allowed to work there and have that position of power. Yes. And get paid like $50 million a year. Yeah. Well, he, he he's now only taking about $80,000 this year because yeah, he but hasn't been a years? mega millionaire. <laughs> still how a lot many, more than I make. He's a billionaire and he, uh, hey, I, I'm only going to take a, uh, just under a million dollars a year now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but the other thing that uh, came out here, they say uh, a dedication to achieving significant increases to the percentages of women and people in our workforce. Um, so back when everything, when a lot of the shit started hitting the fan, Activision Blizzard uh, appointed Jen Ybarra, um, who was from, uh, I believe, from Vicarious Visions. There were two people that were appointed. Um, man, let me see if I can find this. Uh, Activision. Careful what you Google. Jen O'Neill. I'm sorry. And put your safe search on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jen O'Neill, uh, who was a co, she was appointed as a co-lead after all of this shit happened alongside Mike Ibarra. Um, she left relation. No, Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were both Ibarra's my bad. No. So they were appointed co-leads after all of this shit happened. She left about, uh, three months after that appointment happened and uh it came out that she left because they were not paying her as much as her equivalent co-head because she was a woman Mm. and they did not offer her his pay until after she resigned so um yeah activision really sucks right now and hopefully they figured it out but in news that's more likely to get Bobby Kotick fired, Call of Duty Vanguard sales are down 40% <laughs> compared to last year. Uh, this is in the UK, technically. Uh, not sure if it's more indicative of the wider audience, but um, 
Yeah, physical sales. I didn't even know there was another Call of Duty coming. I should have known because if there's a Battlefield coming out, there's a Call of Duty coming out. For sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I ignored it completely. Like, well, I don't know. This article from NME goes on to say that, like, Call of Duty Warzone's continuing to be hugely popular. That's the free-to-play. Um, is it free-to-play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, free-to-play uh, Battle Royale version of the game. Um. And so that continues to do well, but this uh, this standalone release Vanguard did not really is not hitting as big. It's been deeply discounted for Black Friday. They've had a few free multiplayer weekends for the game as well so far, uh, indicating that sales are slower for Call of Duty this year. So, if Bobby Kotick gets fired for anything, it's definitely all of that sexual harassment shit. But it's certainly not this Vanguard uh, Vanguard sales being down forty percent. Yeah, no people way. hate money. Yeah. Um, on the topic of more shitty stuff, Streamlabs drops OBS from company name in response to recent controversy. Uh, we're currently using Streamlabs OBS. I'm planning to probably move away from it because there's even better tools out there that are made by people that aren't shitheads. But um, <laughs> Streamlabs OBS. Uh, OBS is called the Open Broadcaster Software, which is what we used to use. And um, it's an open source project. People can use it to make other broadcasting software like Streamlabs did, but they called themselves Streamlabs OBS, despite OBS trying to get them to not do that, because they didn't want to be associated with Streamlabs, and they didn't want their product associated with Streamlabs. Streamlabs has now removed that from their name after it came to light that they took the, uh, basically, a page of... Uh, uh, there's, a, there's another competitor called Lightstream. They had a page uh, showing their stuff off and uh, basically, Streamlabs OBS completely copied their page when they updated their website. And, uh, <laughs> like, literally down to, like, the actual words on the page. Level up your Xbox and PlayStation streams, it says at the top of lightstream.com. But then Streamlabs OBS says, level up your console streams. Next up, how does it work? Cloud uh, capture for console streams. Full layout and design control, all of the stuff is, like, basically... Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Streamlabs is uh, really shitty. Plagiarizing people's homework. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, don't use their shit. So. There you go. Oh, man. Forbes' is Paul Tassi reporting that Outriders sees a 1,000% player count spike on Steam after the New Horizon update, and yes, you should play it again, according to him. Yes, we should, and finish it. Uh, the price was knocked down on Steam to $20 until November 24th, so sorry that we didn't report that out to anybody that may have wanted to pick it up, but it's gone from having about 600 to 900 concur concurrent players to something like 7,300 after this update. Wow. Um, so that's pretty awesome. He also said that uh, there's a paid expansion coming in 2022 called World Slayer. No word on how big it's going to be or how much it's going to cost, but All there right, will be more content coming. $19.80 on Green Man. Awesome. That sounds like a good place to pick it up. That's a great, um, that's a great price. <laughs> for people who played it previously and had some issues, there's an FAQ that's out saying that no one is getting their gear wiped anymore. Crossplay uh, matchmaking is much better. Uh, AFK protection means less matches with idle players. Lag has been reduced. Performance has been improved. Bugs have been uh, fixed. 
Um, <clears throat> annoying enemies have been nerfed. Uh, they've removed timers from expeditions, so you don't need to finish certain missions in a certain amount of time to still get the rewards. Um, classes have been dramatically rebalanced and buffed for more options in the end game, and they've also added transmogrification so you can carry items across different classes to alter your look. So, uh, cool that they're still working on it. Awesome that there's more people playing it and excited to see what new content in the game uh, looks like yeah we need to we need to do that i gotta make sure i download it so that we can play some more outriders that's a good game that would be like all three of us streaming yeah absolutely whatever i don't the, think i ever deleted it i think i still have it installed i, I lost mean, it when my computer died so oh yeah 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 uh, a couple more stories here sega's new cologne makes you smell like a yakuza or a <laughs> sonic according to polygon that's um, ridiculous. There's the bourbon and smoke cologne inspired by Yakuza. It has fragrance notes of ancient oak, cedarwood, beeswax imbued with smoky bourbon, leathery rose, and pimento. And cigarettes. It's described <laughs> as a deep and mysterious smell. <laughs> wow. Uh, fans of the Shenmue games might prefer tobacco and gold, according to Polygon here. It has notes of cardamom, bergamot, golden tobacco. There you go. Oris, sage, patchouli, and is designed to smell, quote, rebellious and addictive. And then last but not the least, the Sonic fragrance. Uh, Sonic has given this his seal of approval. The cologne has notes of fresh citrus, grape, z- grapefruit zest, lemon and lime, melon fade, leather, suede, cedar, and an ocean breeze. That is not what I expect from a hedgehog. Yeah, I expected no. like cedar wood chips, from, like a cage you would keep a hedgehog in. Yes. <laughs> Musk. Sweat. Yeah. I, uh, uh, cedar wood chips and gold rings. <laughs> damp leaves. Animal feces. <laughs> Urine. <laughs> they should have just like... <laughs> no, it's just ammonia. <laughs> yeah. Well, it smells urine. like ammonia and, uh, and gold rings and animal feces. I, I mean, it's it's the Sonic one. Why doesn't it make you smell like the ultimate speed? And then they just like aerosolize some like I don't know MDMA. It's just in it or it's just speed you know? stick. Yeah, it, it's, burnt it's rubber. It's just a it's a speed it's speed stick. The deodorant made into a cologne. <laughs> yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah. Uh, so I think those are only being released in Japan at this point in time. Oh, maybe bummer. Not. I might be wrong. Let's take a look <laughs> at. Man, we need to get designs. that imported. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would the, the, the now seen at Sephora. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's gonna be that should probably be our first uh, like in person game nerds that we've done in a long time. We just we, get we all three of them and we sample all three the Sega wear them. colognes. Yeah, oh, I'm currently wearing Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather do that at your house than my house, anyways. No, so. I'm sorry. This is this is available at numskull.com. N u m s k u l l dot com. The Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog unisex. Uh, oh no! So you can get it from Sega Shop UK and Sega Shop EU. So it's only in Europe at the at the moment. Thirty pounds for some Sonic. How much is that in US alone. dollars? Uh, thirty GBP to USD is forty dollars. Yeah, forty dollars. It's a, it's a pre-order. small price to to pay to smell like sonic right it's a pre-order it's 3.38 fluid ounces you couldn't take it on an airplane with you but um oh. you know 
Uh, expected release is December, so I don't know if you'll have it in time for Christmas, but it's out there. If you drink .38 ounces, you can take the other three on the airplane. <laughs> we do not condone that. <laughs> oh, It'll make you boy. so fast. I don't know. The the uh, the Yakuza one might just taste like bourbon, you know? Probably more like scotch, it seems, if it's smoke and bourbon-y kind of taste mixed yeah. together. Uh, final final news piece here from Polygon as well. Halo and Destiny's original composer asked for fans to destroy copies of his music. Uh, Marty O'Donnell, Martin O'Donnell, had to give a court-approved statement to resolve a different legal dispute. Um, he previously won a wrongful termination long uh, lawsuit against Bungie in 2015, um, but after that, there were several instances where some of his music had found his way online. He'd previously said, quote, no one in the world can prevent me from giving you my blessing. Um, fans tried to pull together all of the music of the spheres and destiny related stuff. Um, but they officially released it. Bungie officially released it in 2018. Um, and in 2019, O'Donnell started uploading other stuff to YouTube and Bandcamp that was kind of like left off of that. Um, but he was forced to, uh, as part of the, um, conditions of that wrongful termination lawsuit, he was ordered to return all the material related to destiny and the music of the spheres, whether finished work drafts or otherwise. And so, uh, he had to put out a statement and say that, um, this material is owned by Bungie. If you posted any of these assets on a website or other publicly available platform, you should remove the content immediately. If you have copies of these assets, you should refrain from sharing and destroy any copies of them. Um, so he was found in contempt of court due to him violating that injunction against sharing any of his work. Uh, and then the internet promptly released everything on BitTorrent. Yeah, the internet promptly uploaded it to mega.nz or whatever the hell it's called and made sure that people would be able to download it forever. So, NFTs. Yeah, there's now NFTs of the music of the spheres. Probably. That's how Bungie's going to fund the next fucking season. They're going to use NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked a lot of the, about, uh, about a lot of that NFT bullshit that came out, but I don't really want to because it's fucking stupid anyway. But We, we I, don't have just, our own? I don't understand it enough to care, so... Yeah, it's it's basically like, um, you know, people can sell you JPEGs and you can prove that you bought it first, even if someone right clicks and saves as. Right. Yeah, I'll take so, the copy for free. That's okay. There were a few stories a while back from several big publishers being like, yeah, we're definitely looking into NFTs for video games. I think people will really like it. You know, it might be sweet if you could like get an item in one game. And then take it to another game because they're all related to the the blockchain. Well, that was and then the, promptly. Promptly, people came out and were like, "Yeah, this is never going to work that way," and that's not what it would actually do. The, so the latest episode of Triple Click went into a specific uh, like blockchain based game that I can't remember the name of now. Yes. But it's kind of it's like a Pokemon style game. Yes, where you, where you actually in order to start the game, you have to spend fifteen hundred real dollars to buy three of the monsters. And then you can like level them up with the idea that you're going to sell them for more money later on. And it's all NFT blockchain based where like the monsters you're purchasing are actually like coded in the blockchain or whatever. Um, um, and, yeah. and their their whole argument on, on, on triple click was that uh, 
they're like, yeah, wasn't like the fucking real money auction house in Diablo like exactly this? <laughs> like, and it yeah, was like, ahead of its time. Well, this is I mean, that's the thing is like, oh, there are like, other games that did all that shit ahead of its time. Yeah. This this is even worse because the, all of the NFT shit of it likely uses so much more power to make sure those blockchain things are actually happening. And so it's basically also destroying the environment at the same time. But Axie Infinity is the game John was talking about. Yeah. You can go on their um, Discord and probably on their uh, subreddit to try and win a scholarship so that you can play the video game if you don't want to pay the $15,000 to get your starting Pokemon. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a thing that happens. That's insane. Um, it's yeah. just everybody's looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, you know? And what better way than... Because you, you can play this Axie Infinity game as a job. Like, you can actually play this game to make money on a regular occurrence. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, so you, you're winning, you're, you're earning AXS tokens by playing the game, which, of course, you can then somehow translate into real money. But, um, yeah, it's just another version of a pyramid scheme, you know? Yeah. It's the people at the top that like first bought these NFTs when they came out can now sell them to people that are below them who can then recruit more people to buy them off of them and people upstream receive some percentage off of it and you know, someone's gonna go to jail in the end. So that's how that all goes. Don't play Axie Infinity, sorry that I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you get a free scholarship? Can you still make money? I believe so. Yeah, if, the free you, scholarship, quote unquote, is just getting you your first three characters without having to pay for them. Yeah. And and like the whole game is is like earn as you play. So like as you're playing the game, you're earning the credits anyways that are part of the Ethereum blockchain and can translate to real money by cashing out somehow. And then you can also sell your monsters uh to people who want to buy them for exorbitant amounts of money uh using block chain technology it's it's a it's all it's just it sounds like a scam i mean it's it does (laughs) yeah it's definitely a scam there's no (laughs) way about it i don't remember who brought it up i think it was one of the guys in jordan's server they were talking about like how all these random cryptocurrencies keep popping up and like people like buy a bunch of them and then it turns out that it was all a huge scam and all these people just got like fleeced for a bunch of money and they were just like, how, like, when are people going to catch on? And I was like, never, because everyone's just trying to get rich quick. Like, mm-hmm. that's all anybody's looking for is a get rich quick scheme. Like, nobody wants to actually do work or research or any of this other shit. They just want to, like, find the next thing and then throw a bunch of money at it with the hope that they're going to make even more money from it and then cash out and peace out. And it's just not going to work that way because everyone's too fucking stupid and ignorant to actually like look it all up ahead of time and like see that they're not going to just piss away a bunch of money. And then all of a sudden, like they're out like thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, yep, Yeah. We're all, we're all too dumb for this stuff, man. We're all getting fleeced. Yeah. Like there's, you can, there's things that you can go and try to find out about like the creation of that particular blockchain. But like if people aren't being forthcoming with that information, then you shouldn't be giving them any of your money. But but I think the big one that just recently happened, somebody made a crypto that was related to, or they named it after squid game, the Netflix show that I brought up earlier. And they, they sold a bunch of squid game and the price got up really high. And then they just basically like absconded with all of the cash that they made off of selling this crypto. 
And it's completely unregulated and uh, untraceable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he would like that's why? the point of it. That's the, yeah, I know that's the direct. It was point of it, it was made for selling body parts and babies and drugs and stuff over the internet. And like, it's so not it's, made. It's, it's not it's made to ripe, be. <laughs> you're not for meant to track it down yeah. and uh, and like and and then take advantage of it or or like you're not meant to track it down and take your money back. Like you're done. Like when it's gone, it's gone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, once you sell your this. kidney, you can't have it back. Like what? Ah. Uh. So, anyways, enough um, about the blockchain. I'll say for next time, um, there's a game called Solar Ash coming out on December 2nd for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Microsoft Windows. This is the new game from Heart Machine, the developer of Hyperlight Drifter. So I'll probably be checking that out. I also got a cheap copy of Guardians of the Galaxy that I'm hoping to dig into at some point soon. Um... And that game Chorus looks like Chorves. Do you guys remember that one? No. The logo? Here, I'll try and show it to the Chorves. Chorves. <laughs> Chorves. But uh, it's a deep silver game developed by Fish Labs that I think is coming out for everything. I don't haven't really heard anything about that. And then Halo Inf- Infinite is also out before our next episode, the campaign. Um... So, and Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX, like I was talking about, comes out on the 9th. We're just going to play that. I'm the only person that's going to buy that game. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. I'm a sucker. I'll probably play whatever dumb Destiny shit's coming out in the next week or whatever. Oh, this Chorves game it. looks like something you'd be into. Chorves. Chorves? What? What? Uh, It's called Chorus. It's coming what? out on everything. Everything? Okay. It's, Look it up uh, Chorbs. This is the part of the show where we all just Google things. Yeah. I can't yeah, it's find like it. A, it's like a How space do you spell flight. That? Chorus. C-H-O-R-U-S. It's actually spelled chorus. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced, but it's stylized as chorbs. Yeah, I typed it in as chorbs and it wasn't coming up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing a trailer for this. It did look cool. Uh, It's apparently a single-player game. It Uh, looks right up your alley, Brian. Space combat video game played from a third-person perspective. The game's protagonist, Nara, pilots a sentient starcraft known as Forsaken. Forsaken can be armed with a variety of weapons, such as missile launchers, Gatling guns, and laser cannons. Forsaken also has three slots for mods, which can be used to alter the ship's performance in combat. Set in an open world... Players can complete various optional quests. As Nara explores the world, she will encounter various ancient temples. Upon exploring these temples and solving puzzles, Nara will gain either powers that grant her new combat abilities. For instance, the Right of the Hunt ability allows Forsaken to warp directly behind enemies. Um, so yeah. Fish no, Labs. That's cool. Fish Labs get- previously uh, has made such games as uh, the Saints Row ports for Nintendo Switch and uh, Galaxy on Fire video games. Not a whole lot, apparently. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. Cool. Here's some stuff coming out. We'll see what we end up doing. And, as John said, 
Dark Pictures House of Ashes uh, will be the side quest available to those who are not patrons next week. So, Yeah. So, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to the bonus episodes or the side quests, as Alex so mentioned. Uh, and as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite pod- podcatcher. We are your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. Do not do not forget it. Uh, that is, again, our new tagline. We're going to go with that for a while now because uh, we like it. And, Until we uh, hate if, it. If you have a better uh, tagline for us, feel free to join the Patreon and let us know in the chat. And maybe we will shout you out that way, too. Um, thanks again to anybody watching on Twitch, which it didn't look like it was... There are, there are a couple people, but nobody chimed in, but that's okay. Um, and yeah, uh, we are Twitch affiliates, so do th- consider um, subscribing on Twitch if you don't feel like joining the Patreon. Because Amazon Prime gives you a free subscription on Twitch every month. So something to consider. Anyways, we will see you guys next time. Thanks again, everybody. Peace.